When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bob LaCorne, Israel Gutierrez, Harry Lyles Jr., Clayton Yates. 55 in an all-star game. The all-time record. Will you tell your grandkids about Tatum? Well, that is the worst basketball game ever played. Yo, (laughs) let's go around the horn. Put it like that. All of the lights, all of the lights. Highlights, low lights, 184, 175. And again, 55 from Jason Tatum. 55, 10, and 6. MVP. It left a whole lot wondering, though, what exactly are we watching here? From Mike Malone, one of the coaches of the game, to call it the worst basketball game ever played. For players who played in it to call it a layup line or to look like Jokic did, going through the motions, or SGA did. Literally, look at SGA after the game. Is there any fixing of the All-Star game, or do you think it really matters? Mm. Mm. So that question, with that reaction while wearing that coat, wow. (laughs) (laughs) They've done a whole lot to adapt this game to make it more palatable recently. Captains picking teams, the ending. But gut reflex, Pablo Torre. Was this good? (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with the exact opposite of anything resembling good, Tony. And it's a shame because in 2020, they cared about it. We saw NBA players care about the All-Star game. They had the target score thing. It was a delight. But this was a bunch of guys demonstrably not giving a bleep. And when that is the state of your sort of event like yeah it's going to be a disaster and so i go immediately to can we just play one-on-one can we get something tony where we have personal pride on the line i need stakes i need humiliation to be threatened if guys are not going to be motivated after a weekend of partying in a city that allegedly had no partying it feels like an indictment of the idea that you can motivate yourself at this point so help me help you please israel gutierrez was this good No, not good. It was terrible. Um, And I don't know why these things become cyclical in these all-star games with the NBA. There are, you know, maybe two or three years where you'll go, wow, it's getting worse, it's getting worse. And then all of a sudden, something will motivate this group and it'll be different, whether it be the first deal amending, whether it be whatever the case may be. This one, you were waiting, waiting, waiting for any sort of competitive nature and it just didn't show up. Nobody was entertained. I'll start with the actual picking of the teams. I don't think that made a whole lot of sense. I don't think that really added to the intensity. I mean, Nikola Jokic was the most, uh, the funniest moment when he just picked himself. He's like, look, I'm not going to get last. I'm bored with this. Let me get out. 
out of here. <laughs> and then the teams, you don't know who's on his team. You've got Jason Tatum playing against Jalen Brown. How are Boston Celtics fans supposed to feel about that exactly? It just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And so I'm a fan of just bring it back to the way it was, East versus West. Get me the cool uniforms, East versus West. Get me those sort of rivalries in between there. Give me some level of pride for what conference you play for if that's what's going to get you to play a little bit harder. But frankly, anything needs to needs to work. Somebody, some player, whether it be Joel Embiid, any sort of defensive-minded players, need to go in there and say, hey, we need to do something here because we're kind of embarrassed. Ari Lyle, same question to you. Was this good? It wasn't, but I don't know that it needs to be this spectacular competitive event every year. I feel like the Elam ending got us to a good place with the All-Star Game. The All-Star Game and the All-Star Weekend is a celebration of the game and its players and whatever else the NBA wants to throw in there. You like the open gym feeling, watching these guys sort of lollygag around, take shots they wouldn't normally take in a game, dunks you're not going to see on Saturday, things of that nature. And then the Elam ending has gotten you to a place typically where you will get a competitive game in the fourth quarter. The reason we didn't get it last night is because the lead was so big. LeBron, who came out and clearly wanted to make himself the MVP last night, didn't play in the second half. I feel like if he would have been out there, we would have gotten that competitive ending. It didn't happen, but I don't think it's the end of the world. Clinton Yates, was this good? I'm not here to defend the competitive sanctity of exhibition games in general, but I do think there are some tweaks that can be made to what they did. Number one, if you're going to do a pick em, do a pick em like an actual basketball game. Two guys shoot at the top, you just point at the dudes you want, and then they go to each side that they're going to play on. Separately, if you want to give some competitive whatever juice to it, Pablo, make it USA versus the world. This isn't that difficult. The Americans versus everybody else on the globe would be a fun basketball game to watch for a lot of different reasons. They used to do it in the rookie matchup. So, yeah. I'm not all that upset about it. It's the All-Star game. It's never really going to be that good, but there are some things I would change. Pablo back in. But here's the problem with why the theater of an exhibition is so important, Tony. Because the reality of All-Star Weekend, let me give you some inside information. People are not looking forward to the All-Star game when they go to All-Star Weekend. They're going to parties. They're hanging out. They're going to events all through the weekend. If the players are going to be so exhausted from a weekend of maybe well-earned partying by Sunday night, then look, what are we even doing? Like, give some sort, I, to me, one-on-one. Just show me the two best players on the floor at that moment going at it. I watch it at a playground. I'll watch it on TV. Maybe you're onto something there. Right? Here, here's the thing. You had the idea for the captains to pick teams, and we all kind of like that idea. That's basketball in its essence, in its root form. And then you make a rule that said, well, we won't pick last last because we don't want anyone getting insulted. What is that? <laughs> Speaking of insulted, a coach of the game said this was the worst basketball ever played. How do you guys avoid that? That is an incredible line there from Mike Malone. We'll move on. Clint Yates, I want to give you some points here. You had it right. Mac McClung winning the dunk contest. The debate we had Friday was whether the contest can be saved or if it is even need of saving. You know, McClung was the poster of that, though, because he's been a G League player called up for just two games with Philly. So it accentuates that stars don't want to do this anymore. But what a star performance from McClung, those 350s. Clinton, did Mac save the dunk contest? You know, that's not really the context I look at it as. I mean, he made the dunk contest. And also, in general, these things are good like once every 10 years. It's not like every other year we're getting our minds blown about what happens in this. But I do want to say something about what this means for the basketball world in general. A lot of sports fans didn't know who Mac McClung was. If you are a basketball fan who has the internet and a phone, you definitely knew who McClung was because he was already a star on the high school, the AAU level, and so on and so forth. So for him to take this moment and bang it without missing a dunk, 
dunk was huge for basketball in general. I'm not going to bemoan what did not happen. What did happen was McClung making a major moment. That was great. Great job. I don't think he saved the dunk contest because there's no dunk contest to save. Look, if the dunk contest was Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon every year or Mac McClung every year or Vince Carter going through the legs every year, then we would never know when we get a great one. That's the entire point. If I'm eating a McDonald's cheeseburger, I need that to know when I bite into a good steak. You've got to have those stinkers in there to know and appreciate when you have those legendary moments. Okay, I see what you're saying. Come on. You know, if we want to change something, change these skills contests, which you probably can't tell me who won that or who participated in it because it was such a terrible event like it is every single year. Israel Gutierrez, how'd you see the skills three, dunk, does it need saving, McClung specifically? It's all yours. I think I might take that cheeseburger over the steak. Um, I think that Mac McClung is sort of proof that you don't have to be like too cool for school for this event, right? Like you can put some work into it and, you know, actually put together a program and actually make the dunk every time on the first try. And, you know, he really wanted to do this, obviously. If you followed him growing up, you kind of figured, hey, if he projects into the NBA, I'm definitely going to see him in an NBA contest. And it just, you know, if you go back to a few years when people were saying, hey, why don't we bring in these kind of professional dunkers Mm -hmm. to participate in the dunk contest? They at least work on that craft. They don't have all, you know, those NBA games to worry about. And so I think this was a perfect example of that working well. Now, do I think you flood it with, with, you know, professional dunkers throughout? No, I think you have to be careful and you have to have some sort of attachment to the league, which Mac does but i think it was great and it meant a lot for the league well that brings up an interesting point because it get again gets to a situation like with the captain's picking team nobody at the nba level wants to be embarrassed pick last or lose to jordan kilgannon or or mac mcclung or somebody who's a professional dunker pablo torre i'll go to you yeah two things number one i love harry's argument there only by me making bad arguments can you appreciate my good arguments this is excellent political (laughs) the second thing and to make a good argument here is that all of the reasons izzy gave as to why there is hope here are why the dunk contest is actually just dead the reality is the best dunkers in the world are not in the nba anymore and it's because the nba does not incentivize or reward or really sort of culturally encourage that sort of ambition, that sort of investment. But, Paul, like, but let me Jordan ask you, gut reflex, Pablo. Tony. Is it all right a yes. guy who played two games last year, was recently called up to Philly just so he could do this? Is that, That's all right, right, for a dunk contest? Oh, it's totally fine. I'm glad Mac McClung. I'm a McClung hipster, too. I've been watching him for a decade or feels that way on Instagram. But the point is, when you go outside the NBA in such an obvious way, and he's only kind of technically in the NBA, what you're saying is we need to get out of the league to get the best stuff. And at that point, yes, I do expect Jordan Kilgannon to be in the thing next year because that guy's better than anybody else in the contest that I can imagine at this point. One more story here. We talked about it a little bit on Friday, but after what Duran Irving said this weekend, I want to readdress it. I don't think it's bad for the league. It's bringing more eyes to the league. The news hits that we got from me being traded, Kyrie being traded, just bring more attention to the league. And that's really what makes you money is when you get more attention. I think it's great for the league, to be honest. When did it become terrible to make great business decisions for yourself and your happiness and your peace of mind? So if you have a chance to go somewhere else and you're doing it legally, then I don't, I don't think there's a problem with it. They're talking about two different things, Irving personal level and Durant macro, the whole NBA. But uh, it's the third straight, is this good question we're asking, but this is big picture. <laughs> NBA ratings are down, right? I mean, you go to an NBA Finals 30 years ago, they're down 50% from 30 years ago to now. 
So the idea of all this chatter, all this playoff movement, the players playing Hamlet is real. Do you believe it's good drama and good for the league? I mean, I think it's good for the NBA for a short period of time, for whatever time that sort of stays in the news cycle. I think it's really good for whatever team gets the big-name players and their fan base, maybe expanding a little bit, just exciting them. I don't think it's in all equal parts good for the league. You've got the Brooklyn Nets over there, franchise is just kind of hanging and doesn't know what it's going to do next, and a fan base that needs to be motivated and wasn't even when Kevin Durant and James Harden and uh, Kyrie Irving were there. So I think, on the whole, these are two players talking individually, which is kind of the last thing the fans want to do. Harry Lowes Jr.? Fish talk. Yeah, I think overall it's a good thing because, one, this is something that the NBA has become known for, these big splash trades, and people enjoy that. That's why people are trying to see that more in places like the NFL. To me, though, I think it's absolutely fine to see, kind of watch. To me, this is less about players forcing their way and sort of these relationships just being out front and forward. Uh, so to me, I mean, I don't think it's a, a specific type of thing that's happening constantly and on purpose. It's just natural. When Yates? Well, whether good or bad for the league, it's what the league is now. You talked about the ratings. The the product of the NBA almost has nothing to do with the actual basketball games that occur. It has to do with transactions, what guys are wearing. Is that a good thing? But, (laughs) again... Hold on. What I'm saying is that the popularity of the league is higher than it's ever been because people are attracted to the stars for what they're doing. It's not just about the basketball. And that's something that I think the NBA has to figure out. Is this who we want to be? Because right now, How do you quantify that? Because Durant brings up the same thing, too. More people are talking about it. Well, if ratings are down, again, for an NBA Finals 30 years ago, that's Jordan, 50% this year, this past year. How do you quantify that? I mean, I think if you went into any school in America and you asked them who their favorite athlete was, They'd probably tell you. Pablo, give us the last word here. So, look, it was good for me. I got to sit courtside at a couple Nets games. That was fantastic. It was bad for pretty much everyone else, though, Tony. The the reason I say that, it's because they played fewer than 20 games together. It's one thing to say, yes, look at player empowerment and the evolution of the sport. It's another thing to promise games that literally never existed. You could have made that argument without bringing up the fact that you sat courtside. I I think you could have done that. That's it. Taking a break. Buy or sell is next. (laughs) what's up kiddos i'm clinton yates of around the horn whenever i go to cover games or attend events in los angeles i'm always keeping my eye out for the best dressed person in the room i saw diego luna at the andor red carpet launch event star wars folks and he looked head of state fresh now you can also be that person too whether you're sitting courtside attending a fancy dinner or going to a wedding With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks for way, way less. They start at just $4.99. With Indochino, you can design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, etc. A tailored fit from home. Set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. Look your best this wedding season at the table or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code HORN to get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code HORN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Grey Goose. We just had a conversation about whether NBA players care about regular season games. Counterpoint. It's 23 of the most important games in my career for a regular season. <laughs> There's LeBron. Whether it's 22 or 21 now with, with the sore wrist he sustained in the All-Star game. But buy or sell LeBron on the next two months and what it means for his career as the Lakers surge to 13 at the break, Yates. I'm selling this mainly because LeBron James's career is just way too legendary for me to be worried about what happens in the last couple games with the Lakers, a team that may or may not make the play-in, and if they make the play-in, it's likely to get popped by somebody who's a top seed. I think this is a guy trying to motivate himself in public after breaking that scoring record because the team right now is down. love. Yeah, obviously the Lakers could make a run just based on the standings, but none of us expect that of this team, not even just before the deadline, but after the deadline. So to me, I don't think these are 23 of the most important. I think the most important thing is he gets out of this healthy and then give us those two more years that he was talking about during the game. Israel? No, I'm buying this. He doesn't have very much longer left. And if this, he can convince himself 100% that with him and the healthy Anthony Davis and that new revamped team around him, that he can at least make a playoff round. And LeBron James is probably at his most miserable when he's watching playoff basketball. Few years left, he doesn't know how much longer. This means a lot to him every year that he doesn't at least make a run. It's a wasted year for him. I buy this because LeBron James is trying to make the regular season matter. We've been complaining about this for the entire year. Okay. Here's a yeah. guy trying to convince us that it matters, even if he uses the rhetorical trick, Tony, which I find very clever, of 23 of the most important. So there's like a list of 100 games that you got, and this is 23 of them? I don't want to do the math. I'll just take it at face okay. value. We'll see. I mean, play 23 then. Did take some time off after the scoring record. Those were games missed, so we'll see. Your point there. Love in the heat. Sounds like a Netflix reality show. Kevin Love, like Bartice, getting another chance at magic. And Russ Westbrook and the Clippers. So the buyout market is strong with these two. Harry, what does Love to Miami and Westbrook to the Clippers do to the playoff picture? I mean, look, not to be dramatic, but the last time we had a former All-Star go from Cleveland to Miami, they won two titles. So to me, that is the most important signing of the two. What? <laughs> wow, I thought that was a great answer from Harry. More championships coming to Miami. Look, I do think that the Miami Heat have needed power forward help all season long, and they need shooting help. Kevin Love seemed like the perfect fit. He still wants to get a contract next year, so he's going to do everything he can to perform well. They also picked up Cody Zeller off of a free agent list, so they got their power forward rotation good. But Russell Westbrook in, in with the Clippers is odd because they kind of picked up Bones Highland at the trade deadline. He seems like that wild card sort of do-everything guard off the bench. I don't know if they're going to have enough space for Russell Westbrook, but if Paul George wants him there, then he should be Pablo? there. 
I sell Izzy buying Cody Zeller, just on principle. <laughs> I will also sell Russell Westbrook being the solution to a good team's problems. Tony, Russell Westbrook is an amazing bad team player on a good team in the Clippers last I checked, are a four seed. He's a guy taking away minutes from way better players at this point. That one to me is wildly confusing and counterproductive. Yeah, but even though it was four or five seasons ago, Paul George's best statistical career year was with Russell Westbrook, something that I think Paul George cares a lot about. It's entirely possible that the problem was the Lakers for Westbrook at this point of his career. The Clippers are a good team, and they're well coached as well. I don't think this will be a problem. Can things change with the buyout market? Is there, okay, is there a player that can, that can move things around and make the playoff picture get a little bit more interesting? In the buyout market still? Yeah. I mean, I think Kevin Love is a pretty good pickup for Miami. You're going to see that definitely uh, benefit them. All right. Interesting. And the Cody Zeller thing. Cody Zeller. Thank yeah. God that happened. <laughs> All right, Pablo. You recovered well with a dig at Israel. That's it for Lyles. I see you there. Clinton Yates looking good today. Israel Gutierrez. Showdown. Thank you. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hurricanes 4, Capitals 1 in front of nearly 57,000 at Carter-Finley Stadium in Raleigh, North Carolina. Atmosphere experience the stadium series just plus Daytona 500 went 530 miles this year longest in history because of a lot of uh, a lot of that Ricky Stenhouse Jr. the winner what was more compelling this weekend Clinton I'm not just saying this because I was at a NASCAR race a couple weeks ago but for me the opening of the season is a big deal with the Daytona 500 you got the best and the worst of super speedways with those late crashes but you got some fun green flags as well good time is I think it was the outdoor hockey games. That Carolina game was the fastest to sell out of the hockey games, of the outdoor hockey games in, uh, in the NHL. So that was impressive. But quick shout out to Brad Doherty, first black principal owner to win the Daytona 500. Took an extra few laps, but worked. Hockey Stadium Series is still landing for me. They got to plan a pond, but I'll go with the hockey. Point Gutierrez. Showdown two. March Madness bracket preview. You see the one lines, Alabama, Houston, Purdue, Kansas. Number four, UCLA didn't get in there. They weren't happy about it. They're thinking it was comical and funny, McCronin said. But he also thinks there's a conspiracy here because of UCLA leaving the Pac-12. Israel, you smell something afoul? I don't know if I smell something foul, but if it's an actual reason or an excuse rather than just sort of, hey, we should be seated higher, I'd go for it because one sounds like just sour grapes. The other sounds like you might have Israel, something. Israel, something 
A Bruin, Clinton? Well, the reason is that Martin Jorman is no longer on the selection committee after his team decided to jump, but I don't need to uh -huh. smell it. I can see it. Watching the basketball, Hawkins and Tiger, those guys are experienced. There's not a team better than UCLA in the country, even though there might be some as good. They're one seed. We'll move on. DK Metcalf, what a weekend. That catch, real or fake? I'm honestly asking. I think everything is fake, but you can tell me you think it's real. And the celebrity all-star game where he dominated. How much did he dominate? Well, he dominated so much, the NFL gave him a random drug test, which I ask now, Clinton. The NFL's not random, random drug test. Still funny or desperate for attention? Desperate for attention, but he was also giving off the energy of a guy that's got way too much concern about who is going to win a game that everybody else is there. Oh, don't knock him for wanting it, Clinton. Go ahead, Israel. I immediately thought that video was fake. I thought it was one of those Steph Curry's making five full-court shots in a row. If it was real, he should have been drug tested because that was amazing. But the dunks, hey, I want that in the celebrity game. I want my crossover events to work out. And I want my Gutierrez and FaceTime. This is a big win. 200.5 in the career of Israel Gutierrez. Thank you, Tony. And I just want to encourage folks, if you have trouble uh, finding a competitive sports space that you feel safe in, I just finished the National Flag Football Tournament this past weekend, one of several that I've played in over the years. If you go to your local LGBT sports leagues and find a team of whatever sport that you think you can uh, want to compete with, I, I highly encourage it. If you go back to the days of Glenn Burke, the first gay baseball player who came out after he played when MLB forced him out, he found new life in gay leagues. I know a lot of my friends have found new life in these leagues, even though They've played competitively at very different levels in the past. Again, highly encourage you, go check out your local LGBTQ leagues. Even if you're not LGBT, just find that space. It's a really comfortable, safe space to compete. Thank you, especially now. The climb work. Wonderful. Today's champ, Gutierrez. We'll see you tomorrow.